Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Boardroom Buddies podcast. Each podcast is themed and I interview and ask questions from a specialist who's also the owner of a small business, just like us. If you're a business owner of a micro business, then I hope that this sparks your thinking, answers some questions that you may have, and that you get some tips on the subject that helps you move your business forwards. I do hope that you enjoy the podcast. I very much enjoyed recording it. Hello and welcome to this episode of Baldwin Buddies podcast. So thank you for listening and this is a third one of a series of podcasts that looks more at the financial side of your business. A few weeks ago, we had a bookkeeper and Claire Lloyd-Jones, and we talked about bookkeeping and outsourcing and why would you and all that kind of thing. The podcast that's gone out this week is the one that talks about your personal financial wealth um, and how you can get organized and kind of set yourself up to have a better secure future. And today I am delighted to welcome Anna Goodwin of Anna Goodwin Accounting or Accountancy, sorry, Anna. <laughs> to the podcast now Anna is she's an she runs an accountancy practice she's been an accountant for 35 years at least I think and although that makes her sound old she isn't because she's a very savvy busy lady she's a published author of five books she does well her passion really is to actually mentor business owners around the accounting financial side of their business so that they are more successful so they understand more and she's a real advocate for removing the accounting jargon if you like and on the quiet she's also told me that she likes swimming walking so she's well busy (laughs) doing a lot of stuff so welcome Anna to the podcast thank you for joining us Oh, thank you for having me. It's lovely to be here. <laughs> Good, yeah. So, Anna Goodwing, accountancy. What made you get into accounting? Well, it was very unexpected, to be honest. I'd done French, German, English A-level, and nice. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. The plan had always been to do an English degree, but then I just thought, I don't really fancy doing that. And I think my mum had got fed up of me. So she said, well, let's go to the career analysts. So we went to London and did various tests, both written and um, chatting to the lady. And she said about my analytical skills being in the top 95%. So accountancy would be a good route for me. Yeah. So for me being um, a bit sceptical, thinking, God, that's a big jump. I decided to do a year as a foundation course in accounting at Wolverhampton. And then because I enjoyed that, even though it's a massive challenge, I then went on to do a business studies degree specialising in finance. So a complete turnabout, to be honest. Yeah. In many ways, I, I don't think that's a bad thing because you've got to think on your feet and... Mm-hmm. I spent, especially in the first year, I spent after every lesson, especially economics and things like that, asking questions. Yeah. 
staying behind, trying to get my level improved. But yeah, so uh, a long time ago now, but a very different entry into yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Did you did you see my face like drop when you said economics? <laughs> it's funny, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I found it absolutely fascinating, but just difficult to understand. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I did enjoy it. I must admit. Yeah. It's unusual actually because you were kind of going down the more you know literary route with your passion for English and languages and that kind of stuff and then it completely flipped and from doing psychometrics a a lot over the years it's quite unusual yeah but I think in many ways the skill I think of an accountant and to get the best out of your clients is to be a communicator oh yeah for me in the first year of doing my degree I think I was the only one um, who read all the psychology and sociology books on the reading list. For me, it's always been about people, getting the best out of people, but also a skill. And, and for me, on the English, English side, English literature, I enjoyed more than the language side because of yeah. seeing the book, giving my opinion on the book. And I suppose that fits in with their analytical. So yeah. if you an accountant... They've got to be able to look at the figures and get everything right. Mm -hmm. But they've also got to be a good communicator. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's great. So you started as an accountant. Yeah. And I presume you did that for a few years. And then you, much later, I think, because I know that your books were written more recently. Yeah. what, What made you decide to write books? Completely unexpected, to be honest. I think a lot of the the things that have happened to me in the same way as starting working for myself 19 years ago, it just came out of the blue. Right. Uh, People had always said, why don't you work for yourself? And I'd always said, well, why would I do that? It's too stressful. And then that just happened. Somebody approached me and wanted me to do some work for them. Uh And really with the books... My friend died in August 13. She Mm. was an accountant as well. But for her, she was creative. She would have been better to change careers, but she didn't. After she died, it wasn't long after, I had the mind map came to me for accountants don't write. And accountants, for me, I've, I've never been able to understand why people don't like accountants. They find them boring. Accountants tell them off, accountants speak in jargon. So for me, I thought, well, there needs to be a book out there to mm. say to people, this is what an accountant should do. These yeah. are the questions you can ask an accountant and you are in charge as the business owner. Don't just think like a lot of people do, well, better the devil I know and yeah. the accountant rather than changing so, so yeah, it was me. After the death of my friend, I, I wrote the book and I dedicated it to her in her memory. Mm. So, so it felt like the right thing to do. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, you've made some interesting points there about what an accountant should be like. Yeah. But I th- and the fact that we, 
you know, the, the lay person, and I can include myself on that. You just go with, you just go with it, don't you? Because the accountant is the professional and you don't really think about it as, you know, I should actually be interviewing this accountant to see whether they fit me and that kind of thing. So is that something that you kind of advocate that you have to find the right one for you? Oh, I think absolutely, because it's an important relationship, mm. both with the accountant to the client and the client to the accountant. Yeah. So I've been in a situation where I haven't taken people on because I thought there isn't the right fit there. And definitely that's happened for me, that people will meet me or chat to me. I, I think, no, they're not. She's not what I want in accountants. So you have got to be selective and, and also ask them about their approach. Ask them right. what they charge you for. Can you ask them questions? Talk to mm. them, ask them questions, see if they communicate well. Yeah. Because that's what you would do if you are recruiting a member of staff or you were taking on a subcontractor, you wouldn't just think, oh, I'll just pick somebody at random. No. You talk to them. Yeah. So it's important. Yeah. 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 I think uh, most people that I come across these days uh, to find their accountant, they've asked somebody, yeah, who do you know? And things like that. So, and that's good, isn't it? Yeah. You referral. Yeah. And people wouldn't refer somebody, would they? No. If they didn't like them. No. So, so, yeah, that's a good thing to do, definitely. So I know that you've got the books, which are, and, and for listeners, they're not novels. <laughs> There's three guides and two books. Yeah. <laughs> and, they're, and So what would you say they're all about, Anna? I'll let you tell people what, what the books are about. I think mainly it's enabling a small business owner to help themselves so, as I said, the first one is all about communicating with an accountant and getting the best out of an accountant. Yeah. The guides are, I've done stress-free tax returns. Should you be a limited company or sole trader? Because I know a lot of people struggle with that. And yeah. also how to prepare bank reconciliations. So these are small guides which are pictorial. They're all a story to take the stress out of um, accountancy. And yeah. And then the last one that I did was Your Business, Your Numbers is all about, as, as it says on the title, really, mm. what, how you need to run a successful business. So looking at everything from time management to budgeting to management accounts. And each after the end of each chapter, you've got a little action plan and workbook so that you don't just think, oh, I enjoyed the book. You're actually part of the book and doing some work yeah so that you're actually moving your business forward yeah I think a lot of it you've you can feel out of control as a business owner with no yeah. tools nobody to ask so yeah. I thought well the books can be out there so that people can help themselves yes sort their queries and and use them I suppose yes yeah, yeah. that sounds really good yeah yeah so I know that as well as the books because you said to me earlier that you just like helping business owners yeah yeah um, but you also do more than that don't you you offer online training courses you've got this kind of mentoring and training approach to helping business owners yeah because 
when I set up as an accountant 19 years ago, there wasn't really anybody out there who I could ask questions. It's not as bad now for the accountancy people setting up, but for them, I rang up my association and I said, well, what do I charge? And they said, well, that's up to you. So absolutely fundamentally, a complete waste of time. So I know what it's like for business owners. It's difficult to ask yourself questions and brainstorm with yourself yeah. because how are you going to know? Mm. You know? And so many people say, we don't know what we don't know. And I think working with a mentor, especially as somebody who's got such a lot of experience, mm. it just gives you that support, but also the accountability. Mm. Because even in the last couple of days, people have said, I have so many ideas, mm. but then I go from idea to idea and I don't do any of it because I feel overwhelmed. Yes. And I think if you are working with a business mentor, it gives you that direction and focus, but primarily that support from somebody who's been yeah. there and come yeah. out the other side, so to speak. Mm, yeah. yeah. And that's one of the reasons why we started, or I started Boardroom, created Boardroom Buddies. It's a mastermind, but it also brings a group of business owners together to, you know, voice their concerns. It's a safe space. We all sign a non-disclosure and and that kind of thing, you know, and they can sit uh, around the table. It sounds very leisurely, but it, they are, I actually do make them work. Nobody <laughs> <laughs> out there thinking that this is a day out. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so they will say, oh, really struggling with this, that or the other. And some of the others will say, oh, oh yeah, that happened to me. Or, oh, that sounds, you know, what do you think you should do? And they talk about it and they help each other. And quite honestly, I think if I wasn't there, they'd still be just as successful working with each other you know so yeah that was the reason that we started Boardroom Buddies was to help business owners have that platform and safe space and also the accountability. Yeah and I think it's very important mm. and, and also as a business owner especially if you haven't got anybody who's independent no. you can feel very lonely uh, and very isolated and not really knowing which way to turn so I think to have a safe space Mm. you can just be yourself yes you haven't got to do like when you're out at networking and put on this um projection of everything's going really well yeah you can actually say well this is what I'm struggling with mm. so so yeah I think it's a gift really to be able to have that mentoring because mm. it just takes the pressure off yeah so businesses can then focus on what they need to do rather than having a list of long of their arm of mm. questions they don't know the answer to, they're not really that interested in, and they don't know where to start. No, no. And, and that's the thing, isn't it? You don't know where to start. You don't. No. Sometimes you get so caught up in everything that's going on that you're kind of not sure what to do, what bit to do first, and what bit is the actual important bit to move your business forward. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, that, and that's why it's important, yeah. It, that's why it's important to have somebody to just say, I'm mm. struggling with overwhelm. This is what I'm trying to do, but I don't know where to start. And then you can put a plan in place, can't you? That's right, yeah, yeah. And some people see it as a bit of a, you know, not a weakness. Maybe weakness is the wrong word. But there's an, a slight embarrassment sometimes as a business owner because you don't have all the answers and you don't want to admit it. 
you know but actually it's a strength isn't it asking for help yeah and it and it is I, I always think it's something that I can do and I've I think I perfected it from when I moved from those A levels into doing the foundation course mm. in accountancy that I had to ha- ask and I had to keep asking and it was surprising how many times I said look I'm stuck I don't know what you mean that mm. the other people in the room said, oh, thanks for asking, Anna. We didn't know either. So yeah. me, I think it's a really good skill. Yeah. But as you say, a lot of people don't like it and they'll try and muddle through on their own. Yeah. Whereas for me, I think just ask. Don't waste your time or your energy. <laughs> Go for it and ask the question. Yeah, when I think of over the years, because started this business, you know, our main business 2006, so over the years it's like oh gosh if I'd have asked first think of all the time I would have saved (laughs) procrastinating (laughs) indecisiveness (laughs) (laughs) okay so that's really um helpful so have you got some you know a couple of top tips maybe for someone who is in business uh maybe hasn't been in business for lots and lots of years but you know is getting to grips with the financial side of their business and things like that what what would you suggest to a fairly young business owner you know a a business owner who is young has a young business that's what I mean to say (laughs) yeah I suppose I suppose the biggest thing would be to actually have a plan right think about your business think about what you're struggling with and then do a mind map of where you are now, where you want to be, what's stopping you from moving forward and actually move from that mind map then into a plan, but mm. also knowing where you want to go. Think about what's stopping you. Is it you? Mm. And are you sabotaging for some reason? Or are there specific things that you don't know what to do next? So mm. maybe you're in business for a couple of years, but you want to grow, but you don't mm how to do it so Mm. I think it's actually I think the biggest thing is always checking in with ourselves yeah are we going where we want to go are we doing what we want to do are we passionate about what we're doing or Mm. are we doing it for the right reasons yeah so I think a lot of it starts with us taking control having a plan having a focus and then we can move forward Finding the people that we need. Is it an accountant? Is it a business mentor? What do you need to actually grow your business? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So outside of that work then, Anna, what do you like to do? I think, as you said, they, I go for a couple of walks every day. I used to walk regularly with my dog, but I lost Bonnie in June 21. So at some point I'll have another dog. But I, I like to have a rescue dog. So that will appear when it's meant to appear. Um, we swim every week. And then I like going to the cinema and the, the theatre. And basically, any excuse to meet up and have a cup yeah. of tea and a slice of cake or <laughs> a nice meal is, uh, is always appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think we've done a few of those, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I also know that you're you're very supportive with some charities as well aren't you you're very passionate about supporting a few charities 
Yeah, cystic fibrosis is a charity that's very close to my heart because my nephew's got it who's in his 30s now mm. when I was in London so I lived in London for six and a half years I set up and ran the Southeast London group so now that I'm back I tend to just donate rather than physically do anything and also I support the big issue I buy the big issue magazine every week right. from the Warsaw seller because I just find I'm just flabbergasted that homelessness continues mm. i don't i just don't think in this day and age it should be the case mm. uh, so for me it's a double thing i know i'm supporting somebody but also it's an absolutely great read mm. so it's good for them and it's good for me and it's surprising the last few times i've been to the cinema is because of recommendations in the big issue so even if you're thinking well, I don't really know. It's worth buying a copy because the content is absolutely great. It's incredibly well written. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a tip for everybody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's surprising. It's surprising. Yeah. And I think a lot of people just think, oh, it's a donation and they don't see that they'd get something from it. But yeah, I'd recommend it as a magazine, definitely. Oh, okay. okay. Thank you for that. Okay. Anna, it's been brilliant having you on and thank you for the tips and telling us about everything that you do to help business owners move their business forwards. I know also that you also support other accountants, don't you? Yeah, yeah, okay. And as I say, when I first started, there was nobody really out there to support. Mm. So I offer mentoring to accountants in whatever form they are in. So maybe starting up in practice, running a practice and they've got questions or mm -hmm. in as accountants and they want to change career. So mm -hmm. for me, it's that listening yeah, and yeah. helping them to move forward in whatever way they want to. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I know from our discussion that, you know, you run your business and the kind of aspect, different aspects of it, but you also outsource, don't you? to a number of people yeah and I, I, support, I support them you know if they've got questions as well but I find that a great help I deliberately outsource in this country to people local to me rather than going and using sourcing abroad because mm -hmm. I think there's enough people in this country who want the work and who, are, who work well mm. um, so yeah so that works well, for me, because it means I've got more capacity then to mentor and... Yeah, to do what you love. Get get that help out there to people yeah. in a different way, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Okay. that's Thank you, Anna. Um, so how do people get in touch with you? What are your details? And I'll make sure they're in the show notes as well. Yeah, well, I suppose the easy, the website, which is annagoodwinaccountancy.co.uk, I'm also on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. So wherever you want to find me, I'm there. I've also got uh, two Facebook groups, Power Up Your Accountancy Practice and Power Up Your Business. So, so yeah, take your pick. Just Google Anna Goodwin Accountancy and I'll come up in very many different guises. So. So for the listeners, if you ever thought that accounting was boring or accountants were boring, 
Anna has just busted all those myths. TikTok, Instagram, two Facebook groups, a website, LinkedIn. Yeah, I think you've got that sewn up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Click subscribe so you know when the next one's coming out. And I hope you've enjoyed this podcast as I have talking to Anna. Anna and look forward to the next one. I do hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the Boardroom Buddies podcast. Do subscribe for more podcasts and it would be lovely if you shared it on your favourite podcast platform. If you have any questions or you would like to talk any more on the topic, then do connect with me on LinkedIn or email me on jax, that's J-A-X, at jackiecasey.consulting. And thanks for listening.